Hello, Mama. I am here in my cozy little office watching the trees blow like crazy outside. And my little baby is here because he woke up early from his nap. And we're going to keep going because, you know, life cannot be determined by the short naps. So we'll see how long I'm on here. <laughs> Might have to pause for a bit, but we're going to try. I've never been good at working when my kids are awake. Like, I can do other things while my kids are awake, like dishes and cleaning and errands. But working is a whole other thing. So let's see if I can grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I hope you're having a beautiful day and I'm so excited to continue this series with you on uh, having a good new year and what that looks like to start it well and to dream big dreams and specifically um, in the last episode we started talking about how to dream or how to dream again if you've gotten derailed. Um, we talked about just how you were created in the image of God and that makes you a dreamer. Talked about the definition of a dream, what it looks like, what the Bible says about it and I'm excited to continue today to just encourage you to dream big dreams because that is who you are and that is how you're made to be and that is where your your will aligns with God's will is in those big dreams. Um, and we will go in depth more today about how to make sure your dreams are aligned with the word of God and God's will for you. So I'm excited to dive in. Hey, I just want to remind you, if you've been around here for a minute and you have not left a review yet, I cannot tell you how much they encourage me. Uh, thank you to everyone that have left reviews. If you have not, now is your chance. Just Pause this episode real quick. Go do it. It doesn't have to be long. Just a sentence or two or even a couple words <laughs> just about how uh, how it's impacted you. If God has spoken something to you, if you felt encouraged. I know you guys are messaging me all the time, and I cannot tell you how much those messages mean to me that um, you are encouraged. And yeah, thank you for sending those. If you could just write that then on the review too. That way um, there's just something about the algorithm for podcasts that it gets the podcast more visible and more mamas can find it. So just thank you for doing that. I appreciate you so much. I know it takes a minute, but um, it lights up my life and I can continue just being encouraged to create this free content for you. Um, okay. Well, I'm excited to talk more about dreaming. So let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, I don't know if you can hear the trash trucks outside. It's an exciting day. Lots of noises going on here. <laughs> so we're going to continue talking about what it looks like to dream, why we need to dream, um, how we can encourage ourselves to dream. I shared in the last episode that dreaming is just kind of a natural thing for me. I love dreaming. It's just how God made me. Uh, it lights me up more than almost anything. And so uh, I'm excited to share that with you. I know not all of you that's the case for, and there's good and bad to that. I talked about how just there can be challenges to being a dreamer, and sometimes the work doesn't look as pretty as the dream, and you're like, wait a minute, can I just pick a new dream? Because that part was really fun, and you don't actually want to do the work to make it happen. So 
<laughs> all of you that are super faithful and um, disciplined about just the day-to-day stuff. That is huge. That's just as much of a gift as dreaming. And we both need to learn from each other. And so that's why I'm sharing this with you is so that all of you that need to um, just learn how to dream a little bit more or have your dreams reawakened, I want to help you with that because I believe that's what God has for you. So um, we, I'm going through some reasons um, why you need to dream and how to help yourself to dream. So first one was that you're created in the image of God. And we talked about everything he created on this earth. So amazing. God is just mind-blowingly incredible. And today we're going to start by talking about how number two is you are a representation of God on this earth. And you're on his mission for bringing his kingdom to this earth. So this is a big deal. God made the earth and Jesus came to the earth for a time and the Holy Spirit is with us on this earth. But God's physical presence, besides his creation, besides the Holy Spirit that's with believers, it, it's not on this earth. And, and people can't just look out their window and see God. They can see his creation, but they can't just look at His into his eyes, right? And so while we're on this earth, we get to be that physical representation of who God is. We get to help people understand who he is. We get to help people uh, just help them know that he wants to know them and that he cares deeply and loves them and all of, you know, all the things that we all know and that uh, just encourage us on the daily it's our job to help other people discover that and to be encouraged by it. And so with that, that is a big role. We represent God. And we talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but we're put here to be on mission for him, to bring his kingdom onto this earth. And so if we are representing God and our mission is to bring his kingdom onto this earth, those two things are massive. Like if you just stop and think about those two things, we are representing God and we're here to fulfill his mission on this earth. I, 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 that They're big. And so it's so clear just in those two statements, we are not meant to play small. We are not meant to hide in the shadows. We are not meant to sit back and just get through. We are not made for comfort. That's a big one in um, the world, specifically the U.S. I, I don't know about the other countries, but... Specifically in the U.S., there's a, I would say, epidemic of people seeking comfort. And that that's like the end-all, be-all. It's comfort culture. It's all about how can I be more comfortable. Um, you know, it's like Netflix binging and sweatpants all the time. And I'm going to quit a job if I have to work too hard and I don't really like it. Like, right? It's all about how can I be more comfortable. And so we have to be really careful that we don't let the comfort culture found in our world seep into how we live our lives as Christ followers. Because the hard news is life is not meant to be comfortable. If you look at the life of Jesus, it was not comfortable. He didn't even have a house, right? Like it said, the, the son of man has no place to lay his head. He's, he's going everywhere and people talk about how Jesus was a napper. He was, but that's because he was on mission all the time. So I imagine he lost a lot of like normal sleep. He's just on mission all the time. He, he needs to take little naps, little power naps to get through the day, right? But there is nothing comfortable about his life. 
He is constantly going against leaders. He's constantly going against culture. He's constantly uh, presented with situations that I imagine would make, I don't know if he felt uncomfortable, but the normal person would definitely feel uncomfortable, like demon-possessed people, like just being presented with really tough situations, like sick kids, right? Just constantly, lots of crowds. I mean, I do not like crowds. (laughs) I like to be cozy at home and be introverted, right? And I don't know if Jesus was an introvert or extrovert, but I know everybody is at some point going to get overwhelmed by the crowds. So he pushed himself. He sacrificed himself, obviously dying on the cross. We all know very well that that was not anything near comfortable, right? And so we have to look at his life and know that we are not called to be comfortable. Now, again, It's okay to have our homes that keep us warm and our cozy beds. It's good to get a good night's sleep. We, it's okay to rest. Actually, it's good to rest. God calls us to rest specifically at least one full day a week, Sabbath, right? That, that is our time of rest and we do need to take that. We should have episode on that soon because that is super important and often neglected in modern Christianity. So we, we do need rest. It's okay to have comfort, but we cannot make that the main objective. We cannot be pursuing comfort. That's that's something that we integrate into our life. And sometimes if we have comfortable environments and we have these um, systems that can help us feel more comfortable and confident and all these comforts in place, it can help us run farther and faster. You know, it's even like I imagine right now, like shoes, like if I'm picturing a runner, they do need comfortable shoes in order to run farther and faster. If their shoes are uncomfortable, then they're going to leave blisters. They're, they're going to be, you know, not able to go far. It's going to hurt. They might like be able to withstand it for a while, but eventually it's going to get to them. So comfort's not bad. It's just not the main objective for the runner. The, the comfort of his shoes, he's not, he's not living for the comfort of his shoes, right? The, the shoes, the comfort of his shoes are a means to an end. The comfort of his shoes help him run the race, help him run fast. And so we need to see our lives like that. The comfort that we have in in access to us that has been given to us is to help us run farther and faster. It's not the end all be all. And we really got to watch out for this because, you know, I I even find myself slipping into this sometimes, you know, I I am, I, I love people and I can, I look extroverted sometimes, but I am definitely introverted. And so I love my nights at home where I, after the kids go to bed, where no one's around, I have, you know, nothing scheduled. I can choose if I read or take a bath or work or what, you know, whatever I want to do. And I love that. And so sometimes I can let that become my only goal. And it's like, you know, I know there's people I need to meet up with to, you know, just pour into them. And I'm like, uh, and I know there's friendships I need to pour into. And I'm like, oh, but I just want to be at home. And I know there's church events sometimes and, you know, like whatever it is, or people I just need to show up for like parties, you know, show up for your friend's birthday parties. (laughs) And it's so easy for me to just feel like, no, this is stealing from my comfort. And I know those things that I just listed aren't specifically um, about bringing God's kingdom to this earth, birthday parties, right? But those are essential parts of having a healthy life that is going to enable us to run. 
we have to have those friendships and to have a friendship, you got to show up for someone. And you know, when we're pouring into someone that is bringing God's kingdom to this earth, but you get what I'm saying. I can easily slip into that culture, into that mindset. And so we've got to be careful. And so why I'm bringing this up with, in terms of dreaming is because dreaming, the reason a lot of us don't want to do it or aren't good at it or don't like it is because it presents us with something that's uncomfortable to sometimes the, the dream itself can just feel exciting and yes, that sounds great. Some of us that even is overwhelming and, and can bring up discomfort, but for sure, all of us, when we're pursuing these dreams, there 1000% will be uncomfortable things that we have to do to achieve the dream, to get there. It's going to press us and stretch us. That's why it's a dream. It's, it's outside of reality. It's, it's, it's beyond what is now. We're reaching forward into what can be. And that reaching involves stretching. It involves strengthening. Like just to, you know, to run from point A to point B takes energy. And if, I don't know if you hate running as much as I do, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to go running <laughs> to point B. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I hope you're a better runner than I am. I would love to love to run. It sounds great. I don't know that I'll ever get there, but I am determined to find some form of exercise that I do enjoy. Keep you posted when I get there. <laughs> but anyways, we we have to get through the discomfort of the stretching it takes to get to the dream. And so, so for some of us, that's why we don't want to dream because it's like, well, I can dream, but then I have to do the work. And I have to press past the lies that I've been believing for decades. And I have to try something that I'm not good at at first. And I have to put myself out there for criticism. And I have to risk something, whether it's my time or my finances or, um, you know, again, that, that potential of not pleasing people. So inherent in dreaming is risk and discomfort So we've got to remember that comfort is not the goal. We are God's representations on this earth, and we are here to bring his kingdom onto this earth. So keep that in perspective, and that's going to help remind you that you are to dream big because you're made for big things. You are created in his image and his representation and his means to the end of the mission. Those are big things. You are made for big things. Okay, mama? So you got to remember that as we step into dreaming. Okay, and the last thing I have to help you remember to dream, to know how to dream, to, ha- to, to begin that process of believing that you, you should and can dream is number three is he puts, God puts those desires on your heart. So those, those little things that we talked about, the little uh, hopes of more, visions of the future, possibilities that slip into your mind or your heart sometimes, God likely has put those there, especially if you're scared of them. He probably has done it. Now, I am, like I keep saying, I'm going to talk about in a second, how to determine to make sure those things are that are in your heart are from God. But if it is something that's uncomfortable and something you're scared of, most likely it is from God. So let me share a couple of verses with you. First of all, Psalm 37.4. If you've been in the church for a minute, you've heard this one. It says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Okay, so we're starting here. So it says that God is going to give you these desires of your heart. And the reason that he's going to give them to you is because when you delight in the Lord, you have to read the first part of the verse and not separate it from the second part. When we take delight in the Lord, the desires of our heart are his desires. If we're delighting in him, if he is our our everything, our joy, our place of refuge, if we are engrossed in his lap, right? We're, we're surrounded by him. Then our heart will be transformed and the desires of our heart will become his desires. And so therefore, if you are delighting in the Lord, that is those desires that are on your heart are his desires. And so he has planted those seeds because he wants you to create that on earth. He wants you image bearer of him to be a creator of that vision of living out that calling and you were meant for that. He has put that there for a purpose because you're going to fulfill his purposes. And so you've got to dream. you got to let those, those seeds flourish. Otherwise, if you're stomping on the seeds and, and stomping them out, then you are stopping growth that God wants. What kind of tree was he wanting to plant with that seed, right? What, what did he envision? What kind of plant? What flower was supposed to blossom from that seed of a dream that he put on your heart. And so we do need to make sure our dreams are in alignment with him, but we cannot just stomp them out and let them go. So if you are delighting in the Lord, if if you are in the word and you are seeking him and dwelling in his presence, you know, all throughout the day and just really inhabiting his presence, uh, in your life, then your desires of your heart are probably in line with his. So make sure those seeds flourish. Now we do need to be cautious here though, because the next verse I have for you is Jeremiah 79 says the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? Man, that is a bleak outlook for our hearts. (laughs) If you ever hear someone say, follow your heart, that's one of the worst advice that you can give someone (laughs) because our hearts are evil and deceitful. Man, that's some intense news if you haven't heard that one, right? But the good news is that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, then our hearts will be aligned with his will. Now, there's still sin in there. We're, we're, we can't get rid of our sin while we're on this earth. So we always do need to hold up our dreams, hold up our, our goals to the light of his word, to what he says about what we're called to, to what he said about who we are. That is important. But one really easy way to to deal with this is to just pray. If you are unsure if a desire was placed on your heart from God or if it's a fleshly desire, all you need to do is pray that God would either fulfill the desire or that he would take it away. And just keep praying that. And if your heart is really there, God is going to either take that desire away or he's going to show you that this is his and this is a seed that he is planting within you. And do you know best how to delight in the Lord, how to live out the life like that, how to make sure that your heart is in alignment with his? The best way, that's what I tell you all the time, 
spend time with him in his word, diving into the Bible every day. We need that time to dig into his word, to pray, to listen to him. Without that, it's going to be really hard to make sure our hearts are in line with his, because first of all, we just don't even know what his heart is. If we're not in his word, it's hard to understand who he is. And uh, it's so easy to uh, let elements of culture slip into our theology and it becomes really dangerous when that happens because we think we know something, we we see God a certain way, but that's very counter to who he is. And so we need to make sure that we are in the word every day. Everything hinges on this mama's everything. That's why we keep coming back around to it because that is the starting line is get in the word daily with your Papa God. Okay. And if you're someone that says, wait a minute, I'm in the word all the time with God. I I pray. I I love God. I delight in him, but I don't know how to hear his voice. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to tell if it's God or not. We are going to dive into that in the next episode a little bit. And just to help you understand that God does speak. He wants to speak to you. The main way he speaks is through his word, but there are other ways that he speaks. And if you're trying to figure out if something is from God, you need to remember a few crucial things. One, that again, his word is the number one way that he speaks to his voice. Whatever you hear from him, any other way he speaks will never, ever contradict his word, will never contradict the Bible. It has to be in alignment with that. Otherwise, it is not from him. Um, And then the third one is that it will never contradict his character. So maybe it's not specifically mentioned in the Bible, but if it goes against uh, the character of God, then that is not from God. And so you can always, if you have a dream in your heart, hold it up to those. Does Does it align with his word? Does it align with his character? And then you can bring it to your community as well. Ask your mentors. Ask uh, people in your life that are a couple steps ahead of you. Hey, I have this dream. Does this sound like this might be something God has planted in my heart? Or does this sound like my fleshly desires coming up? And I mean, if you, if you have something like, look at why you want to do it, look at why you care about it, because that's going to tell you a lot about the motivations, right? If, is it a motivation to glorify myself? Is it a motivation to look good, to have all the followers, to feel, feel important? Um, is it a motivation to be comfortable, right? To sit back, to, to make life a little bit easier so I can kick back and relax. Like what is the motivation there? And usually you can really be pretty clear in, is this from God or not? Now, there could be just a, a confusion that happens as well. Like if, if we are so busy looking at other people's callings and looking at other people's dreams, we might see someone else's dream and say, hey, that dream looks pretty cool. I want that. And and we could think that that's a seed that's God plant, that God has planted, but that's just getting into comparison. That's just looking at someone else's life too much. So make sure your eyes are focused on your own life, on your own walk with God, what he's speaking to you. But again... If you are spending time with God, he will reveal that to you. He will make it clear that that's not what he has for you, that there's something different on your life. Um, just also something we need to be careful with as we spend time on social media, which um, we should probably have another episode about that. It's been a minute since we've talked about that, but 
you know, that's really why I'm not on social media a lot. Um, if you've noticed, I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you definitely have, um, and Facebook really, you know, I have Lauren kind of leading that because social media is, is challenging for me. I so easily can slip into that comparison. I so easily start to feel like, well, they're hanging out. What about me? Or look at their life. It's prettier or they're doing this thing. And you know, I I get down on myself or I start saying like, oh, I want to do that. Or I think I should do that. And I get that confusion and I start, uh, essentially trying to steal other people's dreams, which is just not what God has for me. God has his own thing for me. He crafted me uniquely. And so he's going to reveal those seeds he's planted in your heart. If you don't already know them, he will review, reveal them in due time. It just requires patience. So make sure that you are waiting on God's timing for these things, because sometimes we can just be in this rush to want to know our dreams and want the answers. And God's like, wait a minute, daughter, wait a minute, slow, slow down. I'm going to reveal it in time right now. I just need you to desire me. I just, just me. And that's something we have to make sure is that we don't have these, we don't put these dreams above God. The dreams never become first in our lives. The dreams never become the most important, the most exciting, the thing we want to spend all of our time doing. No, God has to be on the throne. And if, if the dream goes before him or above him, that becomes an idol. And that's no longer from God. The seed might be from God, but maybe that seed has turned into a rotting tree because you've begun, begun to put it above him. So we just got to keep our hearts in alignment with God. And how do we do that? you know, the answer, spending time with him in his word. So (laughs) do not neglect that, but don't be scared of dreaming because if you are spending that time with him, God will reveal all of these things. God will reveal if this is not your dream. God will reveal if this is a seed you planted yourself, God will reveal everything in due time. So just Basically, all you got to do is be in the word, but also be courageous and know that God's got big things for you. So let your dreams take flight. There is no limit. And really remember the Bible says that as big as you can dream, like the limits, the most you can ever imagine, go beyond what you think is possible. God is going to do more, more than that. What? I'm going to read the verse again. It says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. Don't be scared, mama. God has you. He has big things for you. And I cannot wait to hear about the things he has for you. So make sure you're spending time dreaming with God and come into the Facebook group, share your dreams. I want to hear them. I want to see what God is speaking to you. You can find it in Facebook at Morning Mama Collective, and I would love to hear those. Okay, Mama, let me pray for you. God, I just thank you that you created us as dreamers, God. I thank you that that's how we're designed, Lord. And God, I just pray for every mama that's listening, God, that you would just begin stirring up her faith, God, to dream big again, to believe for big things, to 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 think beyond what she can see before her, Lord. 
I pray you would specifically drop dreams in her heart, God, seeds that you're planting, God, and make it so clear to her that that's you, God. I pray these would be big dreams, bigger than she could have ever thought on her own, God. And I pray she would have the courage to uh, just even face the dream, see that it's there, name it, God, and then to pursue it, God, the discipline and the courage to pursue it. God, I pray we would all get out of our comfort and stop, stop making that the goal, God. I pray you would get us good with getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. God, we need that and we want that, God. And we we give you all the glory, God. None of this is for us. None of this is for our glory, but for your glory, Lord. And so we just thank you for making us dreamers and that we get to join with you in this dreaming process. We praise your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.